Welcome to episode three of Leading to Sales. Today, I'm very excited. I've got a good friend of mine, Jeff and Asdal, coming on. He is the CEO of Leah Development. And I can tell you, we were just having a quick conversation about some of the amazing things he's got going on, and I cannot wait to share them with you. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Hey, 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 Jeff. Welcome, hey, man. Going, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pretty awesome uh, intro you got there. <laughs> we try. We try. It's uh, We had some fun putting that together for sure. Um, so how are, let's see, you're out in Indianapolis, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's about 20 minutes from downtown, not okay. two exits from the Indianapolis airport. So it works awesome when I got to travel. But you've got one of those setups out there that like, you've got a bunch of land behind your house. And so it's, it's like, you're almost in the city, but you're kind of not right. Oh yeah. It's out in the country and uh, we have seven acres here. There's an apple orchard in the back and uh, yeah, it's a little slice of heaven out here. It's, uh, we've been here about two years and yeah, we still are still working on the house and getting the property all developed and stuff. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, dude. That's awesome. That's that's kind of like uh, one of the dreams I've got. I'm I'm here in Charlotte, and it's like I, I know I can't really be in the city and actually have land just because there's no space anywhere. So we've been talking about do we want to be right outside the city or what do we how do we want to set it up? So <laughs> it's like you you're getting the best of both worlds there. Um, oh yeah, anyway. it's crazy, dude. I, I can't believe we we found something some something like this because we were living in like uh, a neighborhood, and you can look out the back window, you could see what they're cooking for dinner. So this <laughs> this y'all. Yeah, I think we're we're roll, working through some some internet challenges either okay. on my end or your end, but. Yeah. Um, it's all good. No, that's, you know, I've, it's, I've lived in those places where it's one of those, if you open the the window of your house, you can then open your neighbor's window just by putting your arm through. If you wanted to, <laughs> yeah, that's close. <laughs> it's, you know, they called it sharing rain gutters. That's what we called it. We all just shared rain gutters up and down the street. Wow. No, yeah. No, yeah. No kidding. I'm like, mm, no, it's, that's not this, uh, not this old Tennessee boy's heart, but anyway, we didn't <laughs> sit here to talk about land. Um, so dude, you've got a lot going on right now. I mean, you've, you're going in a lot of different directions. You know, we got a chance the first time Jeff and I met, we were, um, in DC, we were in Washington, DC, actually at Joe Soto's event. Um, mm -hmm. that was the first time we met in person anyway. And then, you know, right after that, everything hit the fan. And so we all retreated back into our homes where some of us still haven't left, <laughs> but, um, you know, you've got, you've, you've had a lot of change that has hit your, your business and really your entire world here the past, I guess, what are we now at nine or 10 months at this point? So, I mean, tell us what all's going on at Leah. Tell us about Leah. Yeah, yeah man. Like uh, COVID's really changed things. Like for the past five years, I've been doing social media uh, for Can-Am that make ATVs side by sides. Uh, it's their parent company is BRP who makes uh, Sea-Doo, Ski-Doo, so the, the you know the snowmobiles, jet skis, uh, all that. So I've been leading their social media department, and uh, you know COVID hit. Uh, yeah, they this let some people go just because they everyone's freaking out because wow, hey, I, oh, man, this is gonna destroy the industry. Well, it really didn't. Like 
two months later, dude, they can't even keep inventory in because everyone's canceling their vacation and, and buying ATVs and side by side. So I left there and, and I've always had like a little side hustle going on. And, and I was like, well, I'll just pursue what I've been trying to do for, for years is have my own uh, agency. And, and uh, I've been working on this app called, uh, well, Joe actually helped me come up with the name, the lead engagement app. And what it is, is basically replaces the iPads you see at trade shows and events with uh, consumers' phones. And there's a couple reasons why you want to do that. One, the tablets are always a pain to set up on, like say you have a business trying to set it up. You have to make sure that batteries are charged. This, you know, the app, whatever you're using to to capture those leads, is is set up correctly. Uh, three, it's like the lines build up, and and four, the people trying to sign up on the iPads, half time they don't really know even where the at symbol is. So uh, I was like, there has to be a better way to do this. So I made, I it was like uh, so last year around this time, I made I made the app. I was like. Well, we just use people's phones and I was using a QR code, which is QR codes now, especially with COVID has really taken off, uh, which is good for my app. Once the uh, events get back into place, because, you know, all the trade shows and events got canceled. Uh, I'm real big into the racing scene. All the sporting events and stuff got canceled. So um, kind of sitting on that. And I, I could show you what that is. These are uh, I have. A few companies running right now now that events are going on but these are all the the app but anyways i, I built that and covid hit and i'm like well i gotta pivot again <laughs> um so i made a an app called carry out rewards basically it uses the same technology as my app that i built for trade show events but it was geared towards the restaurants which still need help because I think New York just shut down all their restaurants yesterday um, and bars. So uh, I made that and then uh, I pivoted a little bit more and, and like, what can I do to capture leads for companies when there is no events? Yeah. Because uh, capturing leads at events is huge for, especially for these, some, some of these big companies that, uh, you know, they have big quotas they need to meet at events. Well, there's no events. How are they capturing leads? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I developed a couple more things. Some of it's through Facebook. Some of it's through a landing page and an SMS. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of what I have going on right now. You know what's interesting is is you were talking about you know there are no events going on, and obviously this is different because a lot of a lot of our audience is B two B places that have what I would call industry events. You know things like. Um, transportation summits and things like that. And a lot of that's easy to take online because it's a lot of people in an industry that are all getting together to talk about an industry. But when you're talking about power sports, which I think is the right, am I, is that the right term for kind of what you were in? Uh, yeah. So main thing I do, cause I've been in it since I was eight years old is, is power sports. But Leah is, uh, I would describe as a, a outdoor adventure sports brand. So, uh, yeah. all of our clients kind of reside in, in that vertical. So, I mean, obviously that's just most people aren't thinking, Hey, let's get, let's get together on the weekend and sit on a zoom so we can go to the, uh, adventure sports summit <laughs> yeah. like they would, you know, if it was at their local convention center, it's, it's a completely mm -hmm. different experience. So what are you seeing? I mean, cause we're kind of in this weird limbo right now where things are 
almost kind of opening up, but then they're almost kind of shutting back down. So what are you seeing in that, that event space? Man, it's all over the place. Like two weeks ago, they had an event and, uh, well, it was originally in Orange County, California. They moved it to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, because uh, California um, put the hammer down on all the events. So they moved to, to uh, Arizona, Scottsdale, a place called Westworld. They set up the event on a Friday. Uh, they opened up for Saturday, and then the town of Scottsdale shut them down. Oh, wow. And the, the event was supposed to go on until Sunday, and Sunday it was completely canceled. So it's like you take one step and take two steps back. It's, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a gamble right now as far as setting up an event. Yeah. Just because you never know really what's going to happen. Um, and that, that's been a challenge, especially with uh, some of these racing seasons. Like we're going, we're heading into winter right now. And one of the things I do during the winter is shoot snowmobile races. It's called snowcross, basically motocross with, with snowmobiles. And <laughs> they just released their, their, uh, their season schedule. And it usually starts on Thanksgiving weekend. Well, they pushed it back to January, sometime mid January. Uh, and oh, wow. they're still not sure if they're even going to have, be able to have uh, spectators there. See, and that's, and, uh, like when you're talking about trying to run a business and you're talking and you build your business around events and I'm not just necessarily just talking about you. I'm even talking about a lot of these, you know, manufacturers and these sales places. It's like, how do you even do it? Did you, when you heard about that one in Scottsdale, was there a huge amount of interest? Was that what shut them down? Was it, there was just so many people trying to get out and get out of their Dude, house? Yeah, there was like, I guess there was like a couple miles worth of, it was backed up. I, I wasn't there, but I heard it. the line was backed up all the way to the interstate and down the interstate wow. of all the people wanting to get in. I think it's just people getting so antsy. They want to go do something. And yeah. uh, so that same venue is going to have a, another show uh, in December and we'll see how that goes. I have a couple of clients that are running the app there too. So we'll see. Um, another issue I ran into actually this week is I had a, a client, an event client, uh, they actually, I actually built a, a mobile. So see that TV back there. It was yeah. like, they wanted something where they had an event trailer and they wanted to train people on a touchscreen, just like that TV back there where they could flip through like PDFs and show them videos and all that. And, uh, yeah, they got cold feet and moved it to next year. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, uh, you think you have something going on and then it just, you just don't know right now. It's just weird times, but I think all you can do is just lay the foundation and, and, and you'll be miles ahead of everyone else besides, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people are just like, how do we even know what to do? Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that when people aren't sure when, cause I think part of the question is not just when, but even if to some people things are going to, uh, open up to a point where events and things like that are even a, a possibility. So let's, let's talk just a little bit more about Leah. Cause I know you kind of gave just like a real quick overlay, but for people who have no clue, I mean, they do these events because, or they did these events pre COVID and eventually at some point in the future, when things pick back up, they will go back to having physical events. It's just an inevitability It's when is just really the, is really the true question. Talk to me about what Leah looks like. Cause I know that you're using this more in the outdoor and adventure sport area, but from, from what we've talked about in the past, this could be a game changing 
option for anybody who's doing events to actually capture people's information and be able to follow back up with them on a macro scale. So kind of walk us through what it looks like when events come back, how Leah could integrate and what that, how that makes it easier for people to actually capture people's information. Yeah, man, for sure. So, uh, best thing to do is, so, uh, I can actually run through, run you through a demo and people that are actually watching can do it too. Um, so I can do this one. So all you do is open your camera, point it there, and then, um, it'll take you, there's a couple configurations that we can do is we could take you to a landing page. In this case for this one, this company runs, they're running a, a uh, you can want a free turbo kit. <clears throat> okay. Um, you scan that, but once you, uh, scan it, it will land on a landing page. And before you even type one letter, not even like once you land on it, we already added you to a list to retarget on Facebook, Instagram, and Google. So say you're a company that, that sells, um, we'll just stick with this, this, this guy, uh, turbo kits for aftermarket parts for this company. Mm-hmm. Well, once they land on the page, we can then retarget people who scan this QR code at an event and run Facebook and Google ads and Instagram ads to them even before they even leave their name. So before they're even done, we can have ads running immediately and say, Hey Jeff, thanks for stopping by our booth and signing up for our Evo turbo kit giveaway. Here's a 10% off coupon. Uh, Just click here to get started and I'll go to their website. Uh, That's even before they fill out their name. So that's a big advantage of having it on people's phones first, having it on an iPad. With iPads, you can't do it because with consumers' phones, they're already signed into all their social media accounts. That's so, incredible. Yeah, so three three channels off off the cuff, even before they say uh, say their name. So you could go down like uh, first name, last name, email address. Then you can have qualifying questions where it's like, uh, do you own an ATV? Do you own a side by side? Uh, if yes or no, and the questions are conditional. If the answer yes, then I'll serve them up a couple more questions, uh, qualifying questions like, where, what brand of uh, ATV do you have? Where do you ride? All that, and this, all this can be configured 100% customizable across the board. Um, and then what's cool about it is, and I learned this from setting up booths firsthand, is you have a lot of people come up to your booth at events and. You, you ask them, hey, you have any questions? It's like, nah, nah. And they keep walking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, how do I change this? Um, and same thing with iPads is like, how do we get signups when people aren't even coming to the booth? Yeah. Well, in this case, you can you can have these cards. You can have hostess, like models or girls or whoever, employees, staff walking around the show handing these out, or you can have uh, floor decals. So the thing about when you're on your phone, you're always looking at your phone like this. It's already pointing at the ground. So it makes it super easy just to scan the QR code. QR scanners are all built into uh, iOS and Android phones natively right now. So you don't even have to have a QR code uh, scanner, like a third-party app uh, versus how it was like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it makes it super easy. And then uh, with the people handing out these cards, um, and then you can have uh, people hand out the cards, you can have floor decals, and you can have like A-pillars or posters throughout the, the venue. 
Yeah. People scan it and then they enter to win, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. And then uh, it says, do you want to win a prize right now? Uh, tap the wheel in it. You know, like the old school wheels, like you physically Yeah, like Wheel spin. of Fortune. Or no, not exactly. Price is right. Price is right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that. You just spin it and it just. And it lands on a slice and say, oh, I just want a free T-shirt or a hat or keychain or hoodie or swag bag. Well, they can win that. Say they're at a, a venue. It's a really big venue. And they yeah. win like a T-shirt. And they're way off there. I'm like, oh, cool. I just want a T-shirt. It's crazy what people will do for a T-shirt, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I just want a free T-shirt. And it says, uh, congrats. You want a free T-shirt. Come stop by our booth. and We'll hook you up. So it puts in their head, oh, we got to go find Evo. I've got to go find this booth to pick up a t-shirt. Well, they come around the show trying to find the, their booth. They come into the booth on a positive note where they yeah. oh, excited. Uh, they want something. Uh, and then we're having a conversation with you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I didn't know you guys sold this part. Oh, that's cool. Like open opening that dialogue on a positive intent versus tire kickers coming around and be like, and uh, I don't really, I don't want to be bothered. So I'm not going to really say anything. Yeah. So uh, you're opening that dialogue to build a relationship and then uh, nurture that lead into a, a sale. So that's kind of how things work. You know, what's awesome about that is I talk a lot about owning the buyer's journey. Um, and of course, from a, from a large scale B2B standpoint, there's, there's some little differences here. I mean, most, you know, but the reality is, and we say B2B a lot or B2C, but in reality, it's B2H. It doesn't matter what you're selling. You're a business trying to sell to another human, whether that human yeah, is it. a CFO, a CMO, or John who who rides his four-wheeler on the weekends. And so what's incredible, and here's the thing is, is Jeff is talking about this from a power sports mindset. And that's because that's where he has, like he said, he's been since he was eight years old. But if you're in the marketing arena and your business uses events or, or pre-COVID, you were in the event realm, when we get these back up, you got to think about it outside of the box, even that Jeff is framing it. Because the power of this is with, with just a simple offer at an event, you know, it's a, it could be a free mug for God's sake mm-hmm. that you can bring people into your booth, which is powerful. But the difference is, and I want to, when people are thinking traditional marketing, I want you to think about it from a more traditional marketing standpoint is think about it from the, from the mindset of it's the difference between an inbound lead and a cold call. When an inbound lead comes to you, Jeffrey Gittimer says it like this. He says, you need to stop selling and you need to start creating an atmosphere where people want to buy because people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. And that's exactly what his, this technology that Jeff and his team have built is enabling you to do is you're creating an atmosphere where people want to buy. And so it's, and here's the thing is, is yes, he's built this Leah app and Jeff, and, and I'm not saying this to, you know, blow smoke or anything. Jeff is by far one of the most technologically intelligent people that I know. But here's the thing is he's not just tech intelligent. Like I know some engineers that couldn't, <laughs> couldn't talk their way out of a paper bag, but they could tell you ridiculous formulas. But Jeff knows how to think through a buying process with a client. And just like what he was talking to you, 
he was looking at these challenges that people were facing at these events. And he's like, okay, well, how do we fix this? And so now we're in a world where events aren't reality. So you've had to make a different, a little bit of a pivot to where you are, you've almost broadened your scope because Leah, what Leah really did is it enabled people to convert visitors at an event into leads and then ultimately clients. But now you're looking at this even from a broader scope of how you can increase people's conversion rate. So talk to us about that some. Yeah. So uh, right now with Leah is like I built uh, this sales funnel essentially what these are is bringing them into the sales funnel top top of the funnel to mid to uh, you know the bottom would be a purchase. So yeah, we have we're creating that traffic to the website to the booth, and second the middle uh, mid funnel would be okay. What do we do to com- help convert that that lead to a purchase? Well, um, so we have the event. Now we have you know on so say we work with uh, um, some ecom brands. Well, I, it amazes me when I ask uh, some of these company owners is that that own ecom brands like shop like a web online store like Shopify. And I asked them, hey, what do you think your purchase conversion rate is? Do you know what the average is, Rip? I don't. It, uh, it, most people say, oh yeah, it's like 20, 30%, I don't know. It's 2.5 is the average. <laughs> so yeah, you're getting like, you can rat, run all the ads in the world you want, but if people aren't buying, what's the point of, running the ads. So the philosophy I've been like, I flipped the script on its head because all these companies are offering, Oh yeah, I can do, I can do social media ads for, for you. Well, what people aren't looking at is the purchase conversion rate on the site. And we look at that first. I think you're breaking up just a little bit there. Okay. So you said, you said you look at that first. Yeah, we look at the purchase conversion rate on their online store first uh-huh. and see if like what can we do to improve that that purchase conversion rate. So say a site's doing like let's just say flat even million dollars a month. Well, and the conversion rate is to say 2%. Well, imagine if we can just bump that conversion rate up just a half percent. You're talking like a double or trip six digits right there just by yeah bumping up the conversion rate a half percentage yeah where if you focus on the ads yeah you might be able like pushing traffic to the website but are those is that traffic actually converting are they buying i don't know you can look at the stats but it's better to go to the root system the foundation on your website foundation i mean like your conversion rate looking at that first and trying to build a skyscraper out of Facebook ads, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it reminds me a lot of, of another Joe Sotoism <laughs> that uh, <laughs> he says that every business needs three things. The first one is traffic. The second one is conversion. And then the third one is retention. <laughs> yeah. And so what's awesome about that is that, you know, there's so many people out there that focus on the traffic, the traffic, the traffic, the traffic, and that's great. But if they're not converting, or, or, you know, in the worst, to, to me, it's even worse if they're not only not converting, but you don't know they're not converting. 
Like, if that, you, and if, that's very common. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Just blows me away because I'm like, okay, you're spending fifty thousand dollars a month in ad spend, and you have no clue what it's doing for you at all. Yeah, and you know, I, listen, I'm the brand guy. I'm I'm the guy who realizes the value in brand awareness. But in the same re- same breath, if you're not getting ROI on brand awareness, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm all about the ads, but. So what are some of the things that you have seen just from a macro scale? And and I know you're dealing a lot with the e-com and um, a lot of the, you know, the Shopify type of situations, but what have you seen are some of the biggest things that hurt somebody's ability to convert? You know, they're, they've got their traffic game on point, but what has made the difference in somebody's ability to convert typically? Uh, it's really, it comes down to their, their design and their website. If it, we're still talking about e-com brands. So say, you know, um, uh, a saying is above the fold on a website. So above the fold is anything you see on a website that's, you know, when you land on it, you don't have to scroll that's above the fold. And a lot of times people miss out on even having a, a, a CTA, a, a call to action button above the fold. So you have to make it obvious on what you want people to do when they land on your website, what are they supposed to do? Scroll down, trying to find, okay, this is, I'm trying to find hats. Uh, you, you have to think of it in uh, a purchaser's mind, state of mind versus, hey, here's a really cool looking website. Uh, it looks cool, but does it sell? You know, where can I yeah. buy things, you know? Uh, and two is when people run sales, so say it's like a buy one, get one free. Well, do they have to add two things to a cart to enable that, that per that coupon to trigger? Well, how do they know that? You know, you have to, I mean, it's amazing. Like, you know, you and I are very techie and we could figure things out pretty quickly, but, uh, if you don't make it obvious, then those conversion rates are going to plummet. So, for example, working on a, a boat, uh, we'll stick with the uh, buy one, get one free sale. Well, say it's a, I'm just going to say it's for hats. Yeah. If you do a buy one, get one free, you buy a hat, get a new hat. Well, you have to make it obvious. You have to tell them, oh, add one cart, one hat, uh, add another hat, and then that, that sale will drop off, like that yeah. discount will drop off. If you don't tell them that, they're like, get to the site and I even did this myself. I'm like, how do I get one off? You know, do I <laughs> go to the cart and then do I have to go back? You know? Um, so that would be like a real world example. And you just, a lot of it comes down to your website and there's, there's a couple apps you can use to see how people are that, I mean, you can see where they're mapped, uh, and then you take that data, those videos from tracking like where people m- move on the site, yeah. and, and configuring it so it's like, okay, this is this is, we'll move this CTA above the fold and change this um, this copy to uh, Bogo. Buy one get one now. Click here, and it'll take them to the landing page with all the hats on there. Verse trying to go through like. Uh, uh, ball caps, you know, straw hats, yeah, uh, beanies. So, just uh, I think the hat is the perfect adva- example because I don't know that I've ever seen you not wear a hat. 
like ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if I yeah. if I searched enough, I could probably find somewhere, but I don't know that I've ever seen you one. I keep going back and forth. It's like my my grandpa, I got two grandpas, one uh, one was Bob, one was like he has a full set of hair still. Yeah. And I'm like, it's 50 50 chance I'm going to have hair or not. <laughs> so I'm like, I should probably do my hair while I have hair. But then again, we're in like, I got a Corona cut right now. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I usually, I used to go to the barber every week, dude. <laughs> now it's like, uh, I'll just throw in a hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I feel you. You know what's what I think when when you were talking about like the website design and all that, I think the difference that you were really talking about was a whole funnel approach. Because I've had people say to me before, well, if somebody's really interested, then they'll they'll do the work of finding something on your website. And that's true. If somebody is at the bottom of the funnel when they land on your website and they're like, you know, I saw Jim wearing this hat and by God, he told me this is where I'm where I where he got it and I'm going to buy it. Sure. Yeah, you're going to catch those. But I think I think it's Jeb Blunt and I may be wrong, but I think it's Jeb Blunt who says that only three percent of your total market is at a stage where they are ready to buy right now. And so what you're talking about is making it as frictionless as possible, which depending on what what somebody's goals are if you're an e-com brand yeah that's a transaction i mean make it as frictionless as possible maybe if you're you know if you have a sales team that's making calls to people maybe you want a little bit more friction just because you want somebody to be legit and not just a tire kicker so i mean there's there is a balanced approach but you're what you're advocating and really what you're doing for your clients is you're building a whole funnel approach and you're making sure that they are equipped to increase their conversion rate by just Hey, if somebody can come into this funnel and we can walk them through the process right now to buy, then let's do it. And if they're not ready to buy, then let's make sure that we're able to follow up with them. Exactly. And that's a good. Uh, so the third piece is that retention rate with that Joeism that you said, traffic, conversion and retention. And we have something for retention, too, where uh, I don't, another stat for you is uh, and we'll stick with e-com still is the average cart abandonment is anywhere from 60 to 70%. So you're getting people to add stuff to a cart. Well, maybe they got distracted, you know, 50 to 60% of your sales coming from mobile. now. Well, maybe they're in line at, you know, Starbucks and they got their coffee. Like, Oh, I'll just do it later. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you imagine if you can convert just those people who added to a cart to come back to the site to complete their purchase. And that's something else we do too is uh, by default in Shopify, you can send out uh, cart abandonment emails yeah. and they're just very simple emails. Well, we stack on top of it where we use a, a, a email software campaigns called it's like, it's like MailChimp, but it's called a Clavio. So it's like MailChimp on steroids where you can build out these flows where you can have it trigger a cart abandonment email or SMS uh, and even uh, through Facebook Messenger. Um, that's one of the things we do is you can have it set to be personalized. So say they added it over a certain amount, like $150, or we can set it to send them an email then or SMS or a, a Facebook message uh, to get them back into the store to convert the sale. Yeah. 
you know what's cool about that is it that then when I'm thinking through that whole funnel approach and exactly what you're talking about, the difference is that an e-commerce kind of lends itself to this almost naturally. But if you're not in an e-commerce brand, you need you've got to adopt almost an e-commerce philosophy of having a logical step-by-step -step process or system that you can follow. Because what you know what Jeff's talking about is okay, we've gotten somebody to initially engage. They've even taken a little bit of action of getting some more information, like loading something into their cart, but then they didn't actually purchase. But the only way that somebody who's not an e-commerce brand or an e-commerce type of business can can approach that is to have a natural flow or to know what the flow looks like and then mm -hmm. see, okay, where is there a crimp in the hourglass? And if you see, hey, there's a 60% drop off at this point, okay, what can we do to make that 55? Or what, you know, depending on your, your average cart value, what can you do to make it 59? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and where, where's the investment in that? But I think the power of what you're talking about is that you are, you're looking at it from that system standpoint. And I, you know, I, as I've said multiple times, I'm an old telecom engineer for, at heart and, and seeing kind of like that, if you will, follow the bouncing ball through the system and the process and then finding where the crimps are and starting to open them up. I mean, you could be talking very easily millions, uh, depending on what business you're in. I mean, if you're, if you're in a, a smaller e-commerce store, it may be tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, or if you're in a larger or even larger B2B type world, you could be talking, you could literally be talking tens of millions of dollars just by oh, yeah. that conversion rate optimization. So when you first go into looking at a, at a prospect or a potential client's stuff, what kind of foundation do you look at to make sure that they've got in place just overall from, from like more of an abstract level, not necessarily, okay, their website and those kind of things. What do you look at overall to see, you know, what, where's the foundation, where are the cracks in the foundation? Yeah. Uh, first thing I ask is one, what do you, do you know your purchase, your, uh, conver purchase conversion rate? And obviously, some a lot of times they have no clue, uh, or send me to the back end. I take a look, uh, and then when I tell them their their conversion rate, they're like, "Oh, whoa, okay." And then I ask them, "Are you doing any kind of cart abandonment uh, email or campaigns?" And they're like, "I don't even know what that is." <laughs> so, <laughs> and three, I'm like, "What are you doing after the purchase? Are you like sending out email thank you emails or using Facebook Messenger to?" Uh, let people track their order, all that, and they have no clue. So they, they, I'm that was 30 seconds. So, like, okay, you have my attention. Yeah. So that's kind of what I go through. And then I grab their attention. And then, all right, let's dig in a little deeper. Um, we're a, a Shopify partner um, right now. So I'll send you a link to add us to your Shopify store. We can get in as a contributor. And then we can check out your stats because Shopify is nice. You could see all the stats like super easy. Yeah. Uh, and then we take it from there. It's okay. Is there a purchase conversion rate? Is it like up to par? Do we need to do anything for that? Um, are they doing any kind of social proof? What can we do there with, uh, are they working with any ambassadors, affiliate programs, all that. And, uh, and lastly we do focus on is okay. That's all set up. Let's do, let's get on the Facebook ads. I don't know how many times I, I chased after clients and like 
like, yeah, you know, we really want to do Facebook ads, but man, we just, we can't deliver on product right now. So a lot of times it's internal issues as well. So, and then we help them, for example, I would get on, uh, there was a client that I would just answer Facebook messages for them until they, uh, okay, we have someone in place. I could train them how to answer the Facebook messages and how to run that effectively and send off those emails or uh, questions to like the sales department or um, the shipping department and all that. So I train them and then, okay, step two is run the Facebook ads. So there's a lot of stuff to it. It's just uh, yeah. asking those questions first, digging in and then creating a solution for them. Yeah, no. And that's, I think it all, it makes me think a lot about, you know, you just got to really begin with the end in mind. Cause yeah. if somebody gets in their head, okay, I want, I want to, I want to start running Facebook ads. Is that really what you want? Or do you want more business? Like, yeah. you know, it's cause it's, it's not just about, it's not just about the, what you think the solution is. Sometimes the problem is not even what you think it is. And we need to address a different problem. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're really big into this, um, into the, the chat bot realm and, and seeing what, um, is happening with this and the technology is just becoming absolutely amazing. Whether you're talking about Facebook messenger or you're talking about, um, web on, on website chat bots or any other type of chat bot. Tell us, I mean, cause some people don't even realize what is capable. So give us kind of just like a little, you know, trailer view of some of the things that you're seeing that are exciting you about the chat bot realm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I, Heard about chatbots, mini chat, maybe a year ago, and I was like looking up YouTube video stuff, and uh, I wish I started back then because now it's like okay, it's getting really, really big, and people still really don't know what it is, but it can it, it can solve so many like problems. Like uh, when we get up, go after chatbot clients is. Uh, we ask those questions again. It's like, okay, for example, we talked to a client last week. Yeah, you know, uh, you know wh what are you, what are you guys doing at, at trade shows and events? Maybe we can create uh, a giveaway like this for them. Well, they can really only give like a ten percent discount because they have dealers they have to set you know pricing with. Well, I'm like, okay, well that that's probably not going to work. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, one of our problems that we have is. Dude, we get so busy in our booth at trade shows and events, we can't get to everyone. So maybe we can build a, a bot where we can hand them a card, they can scan the card, and then uh, be like, hey, you know, let us know your name and email address, best time to contact you, and then we'll hook you up somehow like a, a discount later on or, or something. But at least it gets them into that sales process and we don't completely ignore them at the show. Yeah. Um, and puts them in a queue where then we can, after the event, we can call them back and uh, get their purchase in. So that's just one solution. Uh, I mean, you can, you can book uh, like a calendar. Uh, um, you can have it so you can find your nearest dealer. Um, you can actually make it so you can shop through Facebook messenger where it'll, it'll send out all the categories to say like you have, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, all that. And you can click inside Facebook messenger. I want to look at the hats, click on hats and I'll show you pictures of all the hats. And then you can really, you can turn Facebook messenger 
into a shop essentially <laughs> and it's, it's you great. know here, now here's here's what i kind of I, I have an idea i won't i don't know the specific numbers but i bet you would and if i if i'm putting you on the spot i'm sorry what is the open rate of a messenger of a messenger bot on facebook messenger yeah. versus an email open rate man that's one thing i bring up with everyone that does like oh they say oh yeah we already have car abandonment emails Okay, well, you know what your car abandonment open rate is? Like, oh, maybe like 20% or whatever. I was like, well, you know, Facebook Messenger is like 90 to 95%, right? And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's why Facebook – and people don't know this either. Is So say you have ManyChat set up, and ManyChat is like – it's $10 a month, depending on how many subscribers you get. Yeah. And, and ManyChat's terms, a subscriber is anyone who clicks send a message on your Facebook page. Right. So imagine how many people uh, send a message to your Facebook page. So say it's like a thousand a month. Well, think of it like this. Every time someone sends a Facebook message to you, it's like people signing up for an email list. Yeah. So you can accumulate this huge list in a short amount of time. And then you can take that list and uh, you can do so many things that you can send out uh, messages to them, depending on uh, you know what you want to send out. There's some some rules you have to follow follow through Facebook's terms of service. But say like you're you're uh, just like this, you can have it so people can get notified when you go live. They can sign up to one, for one time notifications, and it'll come from your Facebook page uh, and say, "Hey, we're going live on uh, leading to sales podcast." Uh, click here to go to the, the live, like to tune in. And imagine now if you have thousand, me. Yeah, if you <laughs> imagine if you have a thousand people coming in to your Facebook page and already subscribed essentially, and they can sign up for your notifications through Facebook Messenger, and the open rate is 90 to 95%. Imagine how many more people would. Yeah. And you got to, you know, when you think about it from the perspective of if you kept the same conversion rate, but your open rate is more than four times higher. I mean, hello. That's still <laughs> money in the bank, man. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's, I mean, if you've got a 3% conversion rate from your email and you've got a 20 or 3% of the 20% open rate, but then you keep that 3% of a 90% open rate. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's what, what Gittimer would call a brainer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And imagine if you stack all those pieces on top of each other, like work on your uh, yeah, conversion rate optimization, send out cart abandonment emails, SMS, Facebook Messenger, and then that uh, follow-up flow as far as like tracking like the customer retention rate as far as like, hey, this is your order. Let us know how what you think. Here's a, a link to give us a review. So yeah. you're building that social proof too on top of everything else you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, dude, this has been amazing. Um, I, the, the thought process that you attack helping these businesses really increase their conversion, whether it's from event marketing all the way through to e-commerce and everywhere in between. Uh, it's, I think it's a thought process that the more businesses that see the power and frankly, the ROI of what you're doing, 
Uh, I think you're, the challenge you're going to be faced with here very soon is going to be you're going to have to expand your team really, really quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I'm working on. And, you know, you shared with me, and I want to make sure that I share it um, with everybody here, your favorite quote. Um, and the the amazing part of this quote is it is applicable whether your business is amazing and, and you're blowing the doors off because you can't keep up with the amount of demand you've got or if it's the opposite right now because of COVID or if you're dealing with COVID. Um, so do you want to share that or do you want me to? You probably know it by heart. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, so I, I was told this from my podcast, Leah Grow Try Podcast. I do every Wednesday night at eight. Uh, so first episode I had uh, RJ Jeffries on. He owns uh, uh, parts and accessories dealer in Phoenix, Arizona. And I asked him, what is a quote that you like to live by? And he said, uh, one of my buddy's friend's mom always say this to us. He said, she would say, you know, you um, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And I thought, I was like, man, that is awesome. I've never heard that. And it's so applicable to today because I've just me, I pivoted so many times with this COVID stuff. I can't yeah. imagine, you know, what are other people going through through this COVID stuff? But it's so true. It's like, yeah, you can't stop what you're like. So every day you're getting hit with something else, challenges you have to overcome, all that. But it's the way. You overcome those challenges. You learn the surf is, is uh, that's how the world works, man. It's like just stick with it and learn to surf those waves. Yep, that's so true. So true. Well, tell us this before we go. For all those people that are that are listening either now or on the replay later on, uh, or on the podcast once we're live on the podcast platforms, how can somebody get in touch with you? when they want to, whether it's to engage with on Leah for uh, events or if it's to engage on conversion rate optimization, especially in the e-commerce brand, how can somebody get in touch with you? Where can they go? And uh, what all do you offer? I mean, you, you just mentioned your podcast, so make sure to mention that as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, my website's uh, Leah, lea.dev. It's a short development. So lea.dev is my website. Then you can follow uh, Leah on Instagram or we're super active every day. So it's uh, at Leah, L-E-A, development. And then uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, just at Jeff Van Ossel, uh, just like it has here, right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I would love to connect with, with you. I'm, I'm talking to people literally every day on my biggest thing is Instagram, but uh, you can also follow me on Facebook too. Uh, same, same um, channel as this Leah development. Uh, yeah. I'd love to talk to you and connect. And even if you don't use my services or anything, you know, maybe I can give you some tips that, that help uh, stir up some more business for you. Awesome. So if you are an event-based company that is anxiously awaiting for COVID to be over, or if you are an e-commerce brand, or really if you have any of the uh, opportunity that where you want to increase your conversion rate and you see opportunity there, make sure to reach out to Jeff on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, obviously, I would advocate just because this is because it's me. Uh, you want to reach out to him on LinkedIn as well. Um, though that's not where he yeah. lives. So, yeah. uh, you know, usually, yeah, we're, yeah, we're on LinkedIn too. So it's just Leah um, development on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And I've got his website. If you are watching here live or on the replay, I've got his website, website scrolling across the bottom. 
So you can go there and look him up. But Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate this. I think that uh, everybody who catches this is going to get something from it if they were listening. And uh, if they weren't, then too bad for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's always good to connect with you. And, and uh, man, every time that we talk, I think we serve some big things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you'll hang out for just a second, I'll go ahead and close out. So thank you again so much for tuning in to episode three of Leading to Sales, where we bring you every week uh, leaders in the sales, marketing, and even just leadership areas to share with you tips, tricks, and mindset that you can put into your business to get ROI. Next Tuesday, we are having a very good friend of mine. Um, her name is RJ. She is a bot specialist and she runs an amazing bot company on building bots for coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs. So make sure to tune in next Tuesday where we will have her live here on LinkedIn and across the other social platforms. I will be posting the details of that across those social platforms. But with that, I look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, don't forget, we're keeping LinkedIn real. <laughs>